Welcome back to Betting Pros' College Football Win Total Preview Series. I am your host, Thor Nystrom, joined as always by the godfather of recruiting, Mike Farrell of Mike Farrell Sports. Today, we're going to be talking about the ACC and running through our favorite win total bets. We have a lot to get through. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Let's start with the big boy. Let's start with Clemson who's been installed at nine and a half wins by most books, although they have peaked up to 10 at a couple. The Clemson Tigers, Mike, who, who have done a little bit of change in here in the offseason, have a new offensive coordinator, a guy that, that helped TCU get to the national title last year. Also have a new quarterback who we got a peak at last year. What do you think about the Clemson Tigers at that nine and a half to 10 win total? I love nine and a half. I take the over on that. I think they're going to win 10 games minimum. 10's tough. Um, you know, with 10, you're talking 11 and 1, and, and that's a little bit more difficult. You know, you got that Florida State game, which is going to be intriguing. But this is a loaded roster. I mean, I was going through my position groupings, you know, for the ACC, and it just kept coming back to Clemson in depth at every position. Um, you know, you worry about Cade Club, Nick. He didn't look amazing last year, um, but the team got a spark around him you know it was clear that they played with a higher energy um you know they were tired of the the dju you know just limited offense um and with garrett riley there i think you're going to see things opened up a little bit better will shipley's amazing they got a great one-two punch at, at running back wide receivers still aren't what we're used to um but good and defensively they're loaded so give me a definitive over at nine and a half at ten I'm still leaning over, but I would I would pass at ten. I don't like that number. I'm I'm pretty close to where you're at. My my system's win total on Clemson is ten point four. So uh, yeah, I mean I have tickets on the over at nine and a half at ten. That's where it gets to be a a little bit of a tighter decision. But I I'd still lean over at ten. I I really like this team. the The upgrade from DJU to Klubnik is really big, and I think the the upgrade from Brandon Streeter to Garrett Riley is really big too. And you already love the defense up the middle. They're absolutely ridiculous between Tyler Davis, uh, Duke uh, playing next to him. And then Jeremiah Trotter and Barrett Carter. They're just absolutely ludicrous there. So they can get back to playing defense the way that they have before. And we already started to see the offensive improvement last year, even with some of the struggles at DJU, they were a hundredth in points per game the year before they jumped up to 30th last year. And then we we started to see what the offense could be with Klubnik once you start to pass the ball a little bit better. I you know like I don't know if he's Trevor Lawrence. I don't think he is, but he's certainly a lot better passing the ball than DJU, whose accuracy woes just killed the offense and bogged it down a bit over these last couple of years. So we're definitely both going over on Clemson at that nine and a half number. Now we're going to jump to another team that has a nine and a half number at, and, and this one is uniform across all the sports books. The Florida State Seminoles, a team who has been going up, up, up here the last couple of years, talent level way up under Mike Norvell. And Mike, this is your area of expertise recruiting. Norvell's been absolutely killing it there. Do you think that he has gotten this thing up and running enough where they're going to be at double digit wins this coming year? So killing it now, but his first couple of years recruiting were a bit pedestrian. Uh, he really made up for that with the portal, uh, adding weapons. I mean, they're really loaded on offense. Uh, I don't see, and this is funny because I had an infamous tweet a year ago heading into last season where I, I didn't like the offense on paper. You know, Johnny Wilson hadn't emerged. Jordan Travis 
was not the quarterback yet that we saw last year. Um, you know, they, they added so much in the portal that had made an immediate impact on that offense that now it, it looks unstoppable defensively. You know, they got some issues up front, you know, interior defensive line, but they have the edge guys. Uh, again, they've addressed a lot of things in the portal. Linebacker, defensive back, solid. The defense is the only question mark I have, um, but I'm going over nine and a half. Um, I, I like that number. They should win 10. Even if they lose to Clemson, they should win the other games because they're just, the roster is just so ridiculously loaded. Yeah, I'm at I'm at 10.3 wins with Florida State. So I'm definitely going over that that 9.5 number as well. Um I you have 17 returning starters on a team that was was good last season and you mentioned how well they did in the portal. It wasn't as much of the quantity approach of a team like the aforementioned Colorado Buffaloes, but a quality approach. Norvell only signed 10 guys in the portal uh, this offseason. 8 of them were four stars. Those guys are going to be the ones that are coming in and contributing immediately. And he targeted the the very few positions where they had holes at. So, I mean, like, and the, the depth of this team, you look throughout the, the two deep. Now they have depth everywhere. Um, and and he, I don't know how he got some of these guys to return, like Jared Verse and, and some of those different guys. But however he did it, good on him. This team's absolutely loaded. I uh, can't wait for the ACC title game when invariably Clemson's going to meet up with Florida State. Uh, this league has gotten a lot better, but yeah. And you know, in the first game, the Florida state LSU rematch, I I can't wait for that in week one, but uh, definitely going over there. And those are the two games that, by the way, for, for Florida state that I have them as underdogs in this season, my system, 2.7 point adjusted underdog against LSU in that opener, 3.4 point adjusted underdog against Clemson in week four, the rest of the games, I, my system has uh, Florida state favored by at least 6.8 game, uh, 6.8 points in the other 10 games on the schedule. So that's why I'm going over that nine and a half number. Mike, let's let's go down the pecking order now. You know, obviously you have your one, two in the ACC, and then you're going to drop down a little bit to some teams that have a little bit more flaws. North Carolina, a team where you, you have the top three potential draft pick in Drake May, but then you got some questions. Uh, the defense has, has been crappy here the, these last couple of years. I don't know how much better it can get in, in one year. Played a little bit better down the stretch for Gene Chizik last year. They have a new offensive coordinator now that Longo left for, for Wisconsin. We'll see how Chip Lindsey can do this, this this coming year. UNC's win total is eight and a half at the sports bucks. What do you think about UNC and are you going over or under that total? I'm going under. Um, I like Mac Brown. You know, I think he's a great coach, smart guy. I like Drake May. You know, I, I like him better as a pro than Caleb Williams. I'm one of the few guys that actually feels that way because he's, you know, Caleb is a little bit better improvising but not much and people look at Caleb Williams and they see you know a, a potential scrambling quarterback Drake May's a better runner he's just taller and bigger and you don't expect it so he's got a lot of Trevor Lawrence qualities to him uh, from throwing to passing they're going to be okay on offense they're going to put up points that defense is bad I don't know if it's going to get better they actually lost more than they gained in the portal um, you know it has to improve you know, just like we talked last time about Tennessee, it has to get better. It's so bad. But can it get better enough to consistently put a nine to three seasons together? Not for me. I'm eight and four at best for these guys because I don't trust the defense. Yeah, this one would be a pass for me. Uh, I'm right around that eight and a half number, uh, like like literally right around it. So I, I just don't see a ton of value here. 
and I think they're kind of a high variance team, right? Like, I mean, the, their defense was almost so bad. You you expect improvement. There's it's almost only one way to go. But yeah, you're totally right. Like some of their better defenders, at least on paper, actually left in the portal. And so it's like, yeah, you, you sort of expect improvement, but it's like, well, so some of their better guys left. So you're wondering about that. And then they're obviously led by the offensive foot, but then the offensive guru just walked out the door. And, and you know, you, you tend to be like, well, Drake May will just sort of band-aid over that. But at the end of last season, I seen where they started to drop eight, eight, eight defenders against him into coverage. Every time he dropped back, like every defensive coordinator turned into Barry Odom against Drake May, and it actually started slowing him down. And it started to get me to think about the previous quarterback there, Sam Howell, where that discombobulated him his last year. You remember Sam Howell going into his last season at UNC? Everyone thought that guy was a top 10 pick, everyone and their mother. And then they, they started dropping eight guys on him every single time. He went from a consensus top 10 pick to a fifth rounder. I'm not saying that that's going to be Drake May, but now you have a new offensive coordinator. Now defensive coordinators know that you struggle a little bit when you drop eight guys back. That's a question he's going to have to answer all season. And by the way, he just lost his projected number one receiver when he was going to have a brand new new uh, faces on, on offense anyway. The, the guy's catching his passes. The kid that they had brought in from Kent State that looked so good in the spring that the NCAA initially had said, yeah, you're, you're cleared. Now they're revoking his eligibility because they said he's he's transferred twice. They decided to change the rule, even though he didn't play at one of the schools. The NCAA, we know and love, has decided that now, now they're going to play Cowboys again with the eligibility rules. We'll see if, if Mac Brown can get that thing turned around, but uh, Drake May might have just lost his wide receiver one for the season. So there's a lot of questions there. I can't go under or over. I, I, I just got to pass on that one. Mike, another one where... I'm I'm right around there with this one too. It, it's a win down from there uh, at seven and a half. But the Miami Hurricanes are another team where, for different reasons, where I'm just like, I don't really know which way to go. What about you? Like, what do you say about the Miami Hurricanes at a seven and a half uh, win total out there in Vegas? Yeah, so seven and a half is a little bit high for me. This is a team that had a losing record last year. Um, you know, I don't think they've improved their roster that much. Uh, we've got a quarterback question with Tyler Van Dyke. Uh, is he going to be the Tyler Van Dyke we saw before? Or, you know, is this the guy who was injured last year and struggled? They still haven't addressed their wide receiver issues. Um, you know, there's questions whether Mario Cristobal is a good game coach or not. Uh, I don't know if that's true. We're going to find out. The schedule doesn't set up. Um, I, I, I would take the under on that. I, I'm not saying they're going to have a losing season again. There will be slight improvements, but I, I'm not ready to say that this team is is going to be, you know, anything close to eight, four, nine, and three. I, I I'll see it when I believe it. Um, he's done a good job recruiting, but they're going to be young in some aspects, and they've done an okay job in the portal. But you know, this was a bad football team. They lost to Middle Tennessee State, and it wasn't even close. There's so many weaknesses on that defense that they're going to get better, but how much better? Um, I don't trust them, so I'm going under. Yeah, it's and it's hard to after last year, right? Like, you know, I don't know where you were at on Miami in the preseason last year, but I was pretty high on them heading into the year just from the, you know, the personnel they, they had on hand and obviously greatly underwhelmed. This year you have 19 guys returning who have starting experience, and I liked what they did theoretically in the offseason, 
uh, Cristobal, at least, you know, sort of publicly admitted that he made mistakes with his coordinator hires. He gets rid of Gaddis. I, I like that decision. He brings in Shannon Dawson. I like that decision, too, because, you know, you think about it and Dawson is a really good schematic fit, I would think, with Tyler Van Dyke. If, if you want to squeeze the last bit out of Tyler Van Dyke and do one last run at getting uh, the potential out of him, that's the kind of guy that I would want. You, you sit Van Dyke back there, you put him in a, in a, a air raid system, and then you know we know that they have athletes out there. They brought in some receivers in the portal. Now they have speed out there. Uh, I, I think that that could work. We don't know. I mean, if Tyler Van Dyke plays like he did last year, it ain't going to work. But Tyler Van Dyke was banged up last year. So you you cross your fingers that he stays healthy this year. And that system theoretically should work, especially because they're going to have more health, hopefully again, crossing your fingers on the offensive line. Zion Nelson was the guy we were really excited for last year. And then we didn't get to see him. Right. He was on milk cartons all year because because he, he was injured. Hopefully you have him back. And then, Mike, some of those true freshmen they brought in that we've been hearing about Um, the, the one kid, Mike, what's his name? Uh. Is it Maluga or Maloga? I don't think he's ready. Francis, I don't you think don't he's, think he's ready? Um, I've seen him as a projected starter on I some know. things. Well, this is the I, thing. I've, they brought in a couple five-star offensive tackles, and people think offensive tackles and off, – well, you know, they can play guard or tackle. They think they're plug-and-play. It's – I just don't know. I mean, they're going to be good. Uh, the projection is good. But to start power five day one – and rely on that. I just, that's my issue. Now, Chris Ball's a great offensive line recruiter. He did a great job developing guys at Oregon. He obviously has the most amazing offensive line resume when he was at Alabama. But that's one of my issues is this is going to be a young football team at certain positions and there's growing pains with that. So he's good. Don't get me wrong. But is an offensive lineman ready to step in and be a starter right away? Uh, especially when you're playing you know, some of these ACC teams that have, you know, tremendous edge rushers, I'm not sure. I feel like Miami, like, they're not going to be close to this number. I feel like they either clear it by two and a half or they they go under by two. They're, they're either a beautiful disaster again, they miss another bowl game, and then maybe Cristobal's even gone, or else, like, they just roar back. And, and they're, you know, like a double-digit win team. Um, but, like, I don't – my number is, like I said, right around this seven-and-a-half number, but I don't think they end up finishing right around there. That's just sort of splitting the baby on the projection. They have all the talent to be a double-digit win team, but they absolutely could be what they were last year again. If multiple of these things crop up again, you have the black, bad play calling with the injury woes again in conjunction. Well, that's the thing. We'll you, just have, have, you have two new yeah. coordinators as well. I mean, you got coaching changes and all that stuff. And I think this is a, you know, four-year reclamation project for him. Uh, but the fans already think he's a failure and everybody's making fun of the season last year and all that stuff. He's not in danger of, being on any hot seat whatsoever. He's got a guaranteed contract. He's going to be there for, I believe, 10 years, possibly, you know, but I just don't see the ability to take a, a, a precipitous move upwards when you're bringing in two new coordinators, a bunch of young guys, uh, and you don't have a ton of talent on the roster. I mean, when he arrived there, the offensive and defensive lines were bad by, by Miami standards. The wide receivers were probably the worst wide receiver group since Schnellenberger, horrible, you know, before he rebuilt the program, horrible. 
So there's just so many issues that have to be done here. And people think, oh, Mario Cristobal, Miami guy, Miami alum, it's success at Oregon, it's success at Alabama. He's going to be, he should be 10 and two. They're not ready for that yet. So I, I, I'm under it with you as well. I, I'm not so convinced that it's going to be either five and seven or nine and three. I think they might go seven and five, but I don't trust the number, you know, so I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say under. So let's go from a, a program that, that might be trepidatious about their cards to a program that is in full honeymoon phase with theirs. The Louisville Cardinals obviously brought back uh, native son Jeff Brom over, over the uh, season. They have uh, a win total where I, I think if people are just checking, checking them out, like casual fans right now, they might get some sticker shock at how high this thing is. It's It was at eight at a lot of books just, just recently, and it still is at a lot of them. But I seen one earlier today. It it it's at eight and a half. So I mean, like this thing keeps going up. Earlier this, you know, when it opened earlier this off season, you were seeing them more in the sevens, and this thing just keeps getting bet up, bet up, bet up. But Mike, between eight, eight and a half, with the Louisville Cardinals in Jeff Brom's first season, we'll talk about the schedule here in a bit. It's not hard. Uh, Brom caught it right in his first season. What do you think about the Louisville Cardinals with that win total? Eight. I don't like eight. I would pass on eight. Um, eight and a half, I would take the under. It, just because of the transition that has to occur. Obviously, he's got his quarterback back, you know, that he, he you know, worked with at Purdue. And, and there's talent on this team. Thrash is one of the best wide receivers nobody has heard of and, and knows about. And the defense, they're starting to recruit, and they were under Satterfield, South Florida speed. So they're going to be fast. They're going to be physical. And we saw flashes of it last year. I mean, you remember when his job was on the line, you know, he ran off, I think it was three very impressive wins and they started to play together. This is also, this is a sleeping giant type of team, but not in year one for him. Um, you know, they lost their coach, but they kind of punted him out the door because they told him your win total has to be plus, you know, eight or nine next season. I'm not sure exactly what the number was. Uh, and, and he obviously took the, the, the cushier route to Cincinnati, but as a good, you know, bounce back, they went out and got their native son. He's going to be very good at Louisville. They're going to be a very good football team. I, I just, the schedule's easy, but I, I'm not putting my money on eight and I'm not going nine. This team is not going to go nine and three. So I'm on the under. So I, I do, I, I do like the over eight, um, eight and a half. That's where it becomes a, pa a pass for me personally. My, my systems win total on Louisville was 8.6. So like at the eight, 8.5 number, I got to stay away, but getting that protection of the push at eight and four, that's what makes it fine for me to, to bet it there. You look at this schedule it's so friggin' easy. It's hard for me to find five losses on there. That like, okay, let's go through it really quick. You got Georgia Tech in the opener. That's a W. Then you got Murray State. That's a W. Then you got the Corpse of Indiana in the third game. That's a dub. Then you got Boston College. Mike, have I said a loss yet? So you, you got a four, you got a four no September. Then you got an away game at, at Boston College. I think it's fair to call that a coin flip. Like my, my system's got that as a pick'em. Then you got a home game against Notre Dame. That that could be your first loss, but they're probably going to be seven, seven and a half, half point underdogs in that one. Then you got an away game against the Nard Dog in Pittsburgh. I got have uh, Louisville as a two point favorite in that game in Pitt. I think that's fair. Home game against Duke. I got Louisville as a five point favorite. 
uh, home game against uh, Virginia Tech, 17 point favorite, uh, Louisville. Then a home game against Virginia, 17 and a half point adjusted favorite by my system. Then away at Miami, th- uh, three point underdog. And then a home game at Kent- uh, against Kentucky where it's a coin flip. Uh, it's hard to, to get to seven and five there. So I, I just think at the eight, you have the protection. Um, I do think Louisville is going nine and three this year. Like if I had to say, but like eight and four, nine and three. So but between those two things, it, th- that's where at eight and a half, I, I just think you can find better value on the board. So that that's where I get a little skittish there, but at the eight, I'm fine with that one. Mike, uh, just a couple that will will group really quickly, not as sexy teams, but these were three of the under tickets that I'm holding in my pocket. So I thought we just hit them quick, uh, closing out this conference. The three that I have, Mike, Pitt, at, which you can find at six and a half or seven, depending on the book that you shop at. Virginia Tech, five and a half. Uh, that might be my favorite under in this conference. And if it's not, then it's because Georgia Tech is. Uh, they're at four and a half. Any of those teams that you want to talk about, have at it. I, I like Pitt over. I, I really respect oh. him. As a, I do. I really respect wow. him as a coach. He always carves out a couple wins that you don't expect. Now, Pitt fans, you know, every fan base is spoiled and they want more. Um, but, you know, they lost a lot on defense and they always tend to replenish. The defense always tends to play strong. Um you know, obviously you've got some quarterback situations. Um, the offense could be iffy, but I just feel Narduzzi is a guy. You said six and a half, right? Yeah, six and a half or seven, depending on where you I mean, shot. He's a seven and five guy at worst. So I, I like Pitt just based on the coaching staff and, and the fact that he's been consistently over that number. Um, you know, Virginia Tech is way under. I like pry i think he's a good guy i think he's a beamer disciple i think maybe if given time he'll get it right there but right now he won't um and then you've got your georgia tech uh, you got to go under four and a half you just have to go under yeah i i agree with that yeah i mean starting with Pitt, that of the three that's probably the one i'm least confident in but but i got them at 6.2 so, I mean, if, if you can find that seven out there, that's the one where I'd shade it under it. At six and a half, I, I pass on that one. Um, but the, you mentioned it. It's just because they lost so much. But, you you know, you are starting to trust Narduzzi more because he, he's done it so often. But, man, they, they lost a lot. And they've lost a lot these last couple of years. We'll see if he can replenish it again. The but, defensive you know, line is what's tricky to me. You know, like they, it they, is. they've lost Losing so much. Losing Cansey. But yeah. every year somebody comes out of somewhere that you wouldn't expect and has a great year on that defensive line every year. For sure. And so when I question it, you know, and I always do question it, you know, Pitt fans are always like, you know, we trust our coaches. We're going to develop guys. And so I wrote an article, I think it was even an over under about Pitt's sack total because they've been very, very good in sacks over the last many years uh, up amongst the nation's leaders. And I went in under and, I got a couple of DMs from some coaches thanking me for that uh, on the pit staff. They think they're going to be a ferocious defensive line as usual. And and I, I've doubted that for a couple of years and I'm not going to doubt it anymore. So, so that's where we, you know, differ a little bit as far as I know what your concern is. I know when you say they lost a lot, the first thing you look at is the defensive line. I think they're going to be okay. Yep. So if he goes six and six, I'd be stunned. He's not that coach. 
Uh, seven and five to him is not a great year, but I think that's the minimum for me. So we disagree on that one a little bit. But, you know, we agree on the under of Virginia Tech and Georgia Tech. I mean, they really don't have a shot to to get over those numbers, I don't think. Yeah, the, the Virginia Tech under might be my favorite bet of this whole conference. But, you know, they're, they're at five and a half. To me, that's only on name recognition. My My system's win total on them is 3.4. I think that team stinks. They like, you know, last year they were sunk by the fact that they couldn't move the ball at all on offense. I know Brent Pry, he, he a defensive guy. And, you know, it's like, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, he, you know, uh, uh, you know, came from um, Beamer um, Ball and, and all Beamer the, Ball the and glory Bud Foster. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was like, oh, you know, like if, if Bud Foster had gotten a job earlier, uh, head coaching job earlier in life, you know, I'm Brent Pry. That, that would be me. But like. I, I, and I get the emphasis on defense and special. Like, I get it. It's great. But, like, your offense was so terrible last year, and Grant Wells sunk you, and, and the fact your offensive line stunk, you couldn't run the ball. And in this portal season, there was all these starting caliber quarterbacks out there. You signed frigging Kyron Drones. I've seen Kyron Drones play. He's he's not good. Like, the, the guy can't throw. He's not going to scare any defensive with his arm. So that's the guy you're putting up against Grant but, Wells. And this is the thing. It's like Ali Jennings is coming over there. So that's going to make a big difference in the passing game. It, it they, won't they if do you don't have, have a quarterback. They, they Exactly. They, I like That was the only thing in the portal I liked what they did. They signed a couple good receivers, but they don't have any quarterbacks to throw them the ball. And they have the uninspiring running backs again. They, their offensive line is going to struggle again. I just didn't know what they were doing. There was all these these pretty solid quarterbacks out there that I think would have accepted Virginia Tech's offer, and then they just give that scully to Kyron Drones. I, Kyron Drones, if you're listening, prove me wrong, please. I, I just don't think you can do it. Um, so I'm going under on them. I'm going under on Georgia Tech, too. I didn't like the hire where they, they were going after Fritz and then Fritz, you know, leaves them at the, the, you know, at the altar because they were pushing them to accept that offer before the AAC title game. And then they're like, oh, OK, well, we'll just give it to the interim coach. Then it was like, you know, Bill Stewart back in the day with West Virginia. They hired what was that saying, uh, Mike? They they hired the painter to build the house. Never, never a good idea. I, I'm not sure your opinion on key, but I did I, not like I that. Think he, you know, that they played with a little bit more spirit, you know, when he took over. But uh, Jeff they Collins, did. Jeff Collins is a good coach and he couldn't get it done. And, and I'm not That's saying correct. he's the best coach ever, but this isn't a precipitous upgrade. You know, and so Mike, those four wins that key had down the stretch last year, they were all by five points or less. I think that was a little bit of a fluky run that uh that mr key had to get that job if yeah, i may they, they don't but, have it they don't have the talent to stack up so i uh, you know three and nine four and eight virginia tech is going to go four and eight at best you know and, and georgia tech four and eight at best as well so you know but most likely three and nine exactly before we get to the pack 12 guys let's take a quick break because we all need to make a pact right now including you mike farrell to compete against each other in betting pros' college football picks contest this season, which you guys can access at bettingpros.com slash college. But there's going to be monthly giveaways, and the season-long winner gets a big prize, which I need to check with my boss if they'll give it to me if they I win, but I digress. You will not I, get they, that prize. They probably won't give it to me. No. Join the group, and your college football picks will be counted. Scoring is based on ROI, so making a killing this year, and you're going to win our contest too. Join that contest. 
But guys, that, that's all the time that we have for today. And that's going to put a wrap on our preseason series. Make sure to circle your calendars for August 26th, which is only 11 days away from, from when we're recording today. I can't believe we're that close. Saturday, August 26th, our very first live show of the year. Mike, I, you can see this grin on my face. I can't wait. When, when, we, when Mike and I start doing our live shows on Saturdays, bringing you guys through the entire slate of college football games, giving you our, our picks for, for all the day's games. Make sure you, you come and check us out on our first episode. We'll, we'll be doing our maiden voyage on August 26th. And if you missed any of our previous episodes, the, the Big Ten Notre Dame episode or the SEC Big Big 12 episode, you can check those previews out on YouTube or on the, the podcast feed. Uh, so you can check out all that stuff. But until then, for Mike Farrell, I'm Thorne Eistrom. Let's catch, catch some tickets.